I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-minute parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15-minute parenting podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. I got lots of requests to talk about how to parent and support, moreover, our teenagers who are exam students, and particularly in these COVID pandemic times, which is the second year of of exams that are affected by this. And, you know, there was loads of questions about it. There were questions about, can you give us some practical advice on how to help our young people manage their pre, you know, exam nerves, but also, you know, what about the uncertainty? certainty that we can't reassure them this is how it's going to be and I'd like to start there um, on this one because I actually think the unpredictable nature of this year is creating an air of uncertainty that in and of itself can lead to increased anxiety which can look like worry and stress or even like disinterest and I think that was something I noticed over the pattern of questions that were coming in some parents were saying oh gosh you know my teenager is so stressed and anxious about this and I feel I can't reassure him or her but they're up late at night, they're not able to sleep, their diet is disrupted, I can see they're breaking out in skin rash, you know, they're really not doing well. And others saying, I cannot get my teenager out of bed, they've completely disengaged, they've no interest, I'm terrified for what this is going to mean for them when it comes to exams or whatever way it's going to play out. And I think we have to look at that apparent disinterest and disengagement is and certainly can be another way of showing I'm stressed. And when I'm activated by stress, my default is to withdraw, to shut down, to curl under the duvet, to be like that turtle that retreats into its shell. And we can seem like, oh, they just don't care. But actually, they care hugely. That's simply their way of coping with the stress that's activated. And just to put this in context, guys, you know, the the exams are stressful in and of themselves. Okay, the idea of being examined, of having to do a test and to wait for results, that is stressful. And when I spoke on a previous episode here about anxiety and adolescence, one of the things I highlighted was, you know, that some degree of worry, stress, even mild anxiety is normal part of adolescent development. This, again, is a good time to kind of check in with ourselves about good stress versus bad stress. And what we mean by it's not pleasant, by the way, just calling it good stress doesn't mean, oh, and it's great fun. It's actually deeply unpleasant to experience stress. But when I talk about it being good, I mean, there are pro-social benefits that studying for an exam, um, having to task complete, having to submit something, wait for a grade and feel assessed. All of that is stressful. But being able to master those tension rousing experiences, to be able to push through it, to task complete, to achieve or to learn from what I didn't achieve, that is healthy and positive development. Bad stress is when it is spilling out into all areas of my life. It's when it's pervasive. It's when I'm almost worried about worrying and it isn't context specific and it's escalating. It is, you know, disrupting other parts of my life, be that sleep, be that diet, be that peer interaction, family engagement, all of that. That's when we say, okay, take action now. And Also, you know, a lot of the questions that came in there was exactly that, you know, how do we help them? And I think sometimes we confuse that with I'll be their teacher. I'll, you know, take up a different kind of role. I'll nag them. I'll lecture them. I'll tell them how to do this. Actually, finding ways to actively lower their stress levels is a study aid. 
If you can be kind, that doesn't mean permissive now, by the way, and say, sure, stay in bed. That's not what I mean. But if you can be kind, gentle, yet firm, do lots of nurture, you know, invite me out for movement breaks. Look, this isn't working for you. I can see how stressed and anxious you're getting. It's clearly not going in. Put down the pen, walk away from that computer. We're going outside and get them outside to do that. You're helping. You've just helped me to break that cycle of stress and to get outside, change my field of vision, reset my busy, frazzled brain. And when I return, I do so in a more co-regulated state. That's a study aid. So I think we have to examine how we see our role of helping our children because these stress cycle or stress signals that you might spot in them, you know, it often is, it's the overt physical stuff, isn't it, that flags us. They might break out in some kind of a rash, a stress rash. Uh, you might notice they're picking at their fingers or pulling at their hair. Some other little habits are coming in. You might notice upset tummy, disrupted sleep, as I've said, things like that. But actually the physical is mostly preceded by stressful, troublesome thoughts and feelings. You know, I can't do this. I'm going to fail. This isn't going to work. And then it becomes this manifest overt symptom. So I think we've got to watch for the signals in our young people. And that is going to be different for every single one of us. You know your teenager better than anybody else. Trust your parental instinct. And if you know that what you're seeing is a sudden shift in behavior, a sudden change, and you're not loving what you're seeing, go to your teenager and tell them what you're noticing because sometimes when we're in it ourselves, it's very difficult to kind of get that perspective and to say, you know, oh, I'm actually having stressful thoughts right now. That's what's going on. But if someone comes in going, hey, I've noticed, you know, you're wearing that same comfort hoodie now for days on end. You seem to be comfort seeking. You're spending huge amount of time in your bedroom on your own. I feel like we haven't talked about I'm getting worried. So I'm not judging your behavior. I'm letting you know this is what I've noticed. And here's how it's making me feel. I'm getting worried about you. And I'm wondering is there something that I could do that would help you to feel better and to come out of this? So I'm not judging you, criticizing you. I'm not demanding that you explain that to me. I'm noticing. I'm reflecting it back to you. I'm linking it to myself and my worry. And I'm offering to be there for you to help you out of it. I, that's a much kinder way of approaching it. I think one of the things that I really like to encourage is to practice gratitude when we're dealing with stress and it and it's something I think with teenagers it's really helpful if you do it with them and you could structure it make it simple it won't take any time just four questions uh, four statements rather really that you have a notebook or you simply verbally do it um, you do it and invite them to do it back with you they must complete I am happy that something today I am good at something. It doesn't matter what it is. Don't judge what they come up with. Just accept it. I am excited about something. My friends or family would say about me something. Okay. Because what I'm trying to do here is at least once a day, have you come out of that really self-critical inner voice and just remind yourself of things that make you happy and spark joy for you things that other people love about you and enjoy about you, something you're good at, which is really important for a self-esteem boost with all of this. Because, you know, building up self-esteem, topping up our young people's love cup at this time is really, really important to help them manage and self-regulate the stress that's being activated with the exams in and of themselves, but the added stress of the uncertainty. OK, so I always think when we want to top up our children's love cup, it doesn't have to be massive demonstrative things. They're fine, too, by the way, but it's simply letting them know when they've done well. 
it's small things, tiny things, big things, just letting them know when they've done well, saying every single day, I love you, giving hugs, those tight, squeezy hugs of at least that 15 seconds, you know, because that proprioceptive deep pressure input sends a message from the skin to the brain, you're safe, I got you, I love you, I care for you, you are lovable and deserving of care. All of that in a 15 second hug. Making sure that you secure eye contact when you're speaking with your teenager, that moment of meeting between you. Exchanging smiles, meaningful smiles, not manic grins now, but meaningful smiles. And showing interest in what interests them. Be very clear that showing interest doesn't mean being intrusive, but just showing interest, being, you know, oh, you were doing this, you spent ages working on that. What's that about? Gosh, that looks really interesting. And just letting them know that you notice them and that they're important. Those smiles, those hugs, that eye contact, letting them know that they matter, they're seen, they're felt, they're noticed. Complimenting them in a meaningful way, not general, but being very specific about your compliment and teaching them how to accept a compliment. All of that is about scaffolding up self-esteem and having a good self-esteem infrastructure, if you like, within ourselves is a great tool for managing stressful situations. In the in a previous episode where I talked about, you know, home-based learning and getting creative about it, and I talked about, you know, doing a game show style thing when you want to check learning, let's age this up a bit for our teenagers doing their exams. So when they've studied, and you need to be aware, of course, of what they've studied, what the topic is, you can use an app, you know, they could even stay in their room, they don't even have to come down to you for this. But if you use something like Kahoot or one of those apps where you can set up a little quiz, you know, based on what they've learned, say, put away your books, it's a Kahoot time, and you have the questions up there, and it's like a fastest finger first, A, B, C, D, they send the answer down to you, send the answer, and for every right answer they get, you can then have some kind of a reward system of privilege, or, you know, you get to pick dessert three times this week for the family, or you get to pick your favorite dinner, or, you know, whatever it might be, you, you can do that very specific to your teenager. Let them know that you see that they're working hard, and that's going to be subjective and different for each of them and just let them know by bringing up a cup of tea or hot chocolate by bringing up a snack that they like just to say hey I got you I'm going to make sure that you're taken care of so you can keep doing what you're doing and ask them wonder what could I do to help acceptance and empathy I accept that this is really stressful and difficult I empathize with this and I really am so proud of how hard you're working what could I do to help you and let them say, oh, I don't know. And then you could offer a few things as well. So I think movement breaks are really important. You know, if they've been sitting and studying for a while to actually call out, it's a dance break or, you know, get interested in what interests them. If your teenager's really into TikTok or whatever, learn a video, learn a dance with them and do it. And promoting self-care is so important to teenagers and exam students in particular. So making sure that they're aware that taking care of themselves is something that you're interested and invested in as well. Encourage family participation. I don't love the idea of students retreating into their bedroom for hours and hours on end. And that could be practical things like helping younger siblings with their schoolwork. It could be a few household chores. It could be helping prep a meal. Just something that's about the family because it gets them out of the room and back down with you even for 20 minutes, even 15 minutes will do. Um, it's really important our teenagers feel that they're an important and valuable part of the family and that they also get to practice independence. But I think moreover for me, it's about ensuring they come out of the rooms and connect daily and have experiences 
practical experiences that promote a sense of achievement because again it gives you something to very specifically praise um, now don't get stressed if they have the odd sleep in part of being a teenager is needing to sleep an inordinate amount of time and sleeping in late in the mornings because perhaps they work best if their study day starts later and runs later into the evening. My thing is I would want them making sure they're getting enough sleep, but I wouldn't get stressed about they must be in bed by 10 and up by 8 or anything like that. You do have to hold that boundary that they must be physically up out of their bed when they have to log into a class and not logging in on their laptop lying in bed because that's not participation, that's not engagement. And making sure that they're out of their pajamas that doesn't mean that they're fully dressed if they want to wear the same tracksuit for a few days that's okay okay so that's that's really important about the structure piece but don't lose your playfulness um, just for the structure some teenagers especially your, your more junior sort ones although some some you know that kind of 15 year old age versus 17 18 year old age but some of them are, are, are different and the older ones will benefit too using a sand timer and saying to them okay you got to sit and answer these three questions from past exam papers within the turn of this sand timer and that could be a 15 minute one or 30 minute one and you're just getting them used to answering questions within certain time frames because that's a key part of exam prep but again by making it about the sand timer and you're just going to say ding 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 that's your time okay how was that for you I'm not going to check did you get everything done but how was it for you so lots and lots of ways that you can support their learning but really focusing on topping up their self-esteem love cup lowering those stress levels because learning with high levels of stress and cortisol coursing through our brains is very very difficult so actually being in the moment with them is also something very important now because we don't know how the exams are going to look and be structured this year unfortunately we empathize with that but because we don't know we might say look hey just get all of those assignments in in case they're going to have to do predicted grades. And, you know, if they don't do predicted grades, at least you've all that work done. And that's a form of study. So there's no harm. So you're making it practical and solution focused. Keep your parenting in the moment. And if our own stress levels are down, we are modeling positive behaviors our children our teenagers. Even they look to us for their emotional cues and they can look to us and see you're managing. You're not worried about this. It's in control. I'll be okay. And that's what we want to convey. Thank you for listening. I'd love if you could leave a positive review, share this with a friend or a few friends, or even subscribe to the podcast. It really helps others to find it and helps with visibility online. You can also follow me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune or on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune. No E at the end of that. Tune in next time for more 15-Minute Parenting.